Thank you so much to Adam and Eve for sponsoring this episode. You know, Hunter, with everything as expensive as it is these days, it is really good to know you can still get a good deal at Adam and Eve. Yeah, and our listeners will get an additional 50% off and free shipping. Yeah, so that's 50% off a new toy, lube, sexy outfit, really anything else you could possibly want. Just use our code BRBPOD at checkout and you'll get 50% off. But that's not all you're going to get. You're also going to get three sexy items and six movies for free. Plus free shipping? Yeah, dude. Doesn't matter what you choose. It will all be packaged and sent discreetly for free. So not only are you saving money on movies, date nights, Mm -hmm. dinners, you're also getting a little surprise. Exactly. So go to adamandeve.com, select any one item. And then use our code BRBPOD. That's B-R-B-P-O-D. And this uh, this offer is exclusive to our podcast. So make sure you support us and use this code BRBPOD at checkout for 50% off, but 100% free shipping. That's code BRBPOD. So go to adamandeve.com right, right now. now. Hello. Hi. (laughs) And welcome back to another episode of Break Room Banter. It's a hairstylist adjacent podcast where each week, two friends who also happen to be hairstylists break down our weeks in the break room. I'm your host, Hunter Walden. And I am your co host, Erica the Red. And this week, our guest has won and placed in the industry's most prestigious competitions, such as the Visionary Awards, AIPP, Contessa, and Naha. He's been in the industry for over 20 years and owns a salon called House of Flint based on education and collaboration. And today with us in the break room is Dallin Flint. Flint. Hello. Yay. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) We're so excited to have you here on the podcast with us. Um, Thank you for having me. Of course. Um, I'm so glad that you're here. You want to go ahead and kick it off, Erica, with our peak and our pit? Peak and pit. Okay, so let's see. Peak would be that I'm home and working again. It's going to be Preach. really nice to get a paycheck next week. I'm not going to lie. Here in a couple days. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then my pit would be that I'm back at work. I'm not on vacation anymore. Yeah. Because vacation was fun. Yeah. But. Yeah, I mean, that's about it, you know. My bestie. Oh, that's my real peak, is that my best friend is coming on Wednesday, who I've been friends with for 29 years. Oh. And I'm very excited. She's coming here. We're going to go to Memphis this weekend. Mm Mm-hmm. Me and her and Deacon. That's going to be fun. Yeah, and then, yeah, so that's it. That's my peak. And then my pit is that I'm back at work. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I hurt my back yesterday. (laughs) No. That part. Well, Dallin, our guest of honor, what is your peak and your pit of the week? My peak is I go to Hawaii in 10 days for my birthday. (laughs) She stays Um, going to Hawaii, girl. (laughs) Yeah, going to Hawaii. And the pit is I have to work those 10 days. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, straight. 10 days straight, man. 10 days straight, but it will be all worth it. Oh, absolutely. How long are you going to be there? I'll be there for 14 days. Oh, my gosh. That's going to be amazing. Nice. So you used to live in Hawaii, right? For like five years? Yeah, so I used to live in Oahu Mm. um, and also on the Big Island for a little bit. How I got out there was working actually on the cruise ship. 
and I decided to stay. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's amazing. I love it. My wife, his family's from there. Uh-huh. So <clears throat> it's my birthday, and then a few people from the salon are coming with us, so I think it's going to be super oh, fun. And um, we have working on a few little projects oh. out there, so soon to soon to soon. But, yeah, that's why we're going for a little bit longer. So super excited. Awesome. Is that how you justify working on vacation? <laughs> yes, exactly. If I'm in paradise, yeah, like, if I'm in paradise and I have a beach and I have, you know, a little doobie on the beach, I'm all good. Right? Happiness. Period. That's pure yes. happiness right there. <laughs> I love it. All right, Hunter, your turn. Okay. So my peak for this week is Wait, that- did we get Dallin's pit? He has to work for 10 That's days. That's right. That he has to work for 10 days. Okay. Just checking. Yeah. Making sure I didn't cut you off because <laughs> sometimes I'm a space cadet. <laughs> um, okay. Now it's fine. All right. So my peak of the week is that we found this new little bargain shop. You know I like mm, to thrift. Mm-hmm. And so it's called Ben Day. Ben Day. Ben Day. Okay. And every day of the week. It's a different price, but it's a universal price. So they get this huge shipment of, like, Amazon returns, things like that, like Target returns, all of it. And on Fridays, everything's $8, Saturday is 7 Sunday 6 Monday 5 and it goes all the way down to, like, $1. So Why today would you was, ever go on a day that wasn't the $1 day? Or you don't Well, know, because they, on on the first day, yeah. they have, like, computers. Oh, all they the have, stuff. Yeah. Okay. Like, KitchenAid mixers, the whole thing. Wow. Yeah. Where is this at? I know. It sounds it's like here in Nashville. Magical place. Girl, next time I come, I need to I check know. that out. Oh, well, and here's the funniest part. When you leave and you're at the cash register, they they like their question is, "Do you find a good bunch of good junk today?" Yes. And so, like you say, yeah, whatever. You check out. They put all of your items in trash bags. <laughs> like that's their thing. It goes in a no like, a, like a glad like a bag. Glad bag. Yeah. Like all right, here's your garbage. Yeah, I was like, oh. Okay. That's marketing at its finest. That's right funny. There. That's like that restaurant. I don't know if it's a real place or I just seen it on a movie, but where they're like rude to their um. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but it's rude called to like their guests or stuff. something, and they're mm, rude yeah. to the guests. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, their, yeah. Their gig. Yeah, it was a lot like that. So. Right? I mean, honey, it might have been all $3, but we left out of there, and our total was like well, $150. So we come in tonight to record, and <laughs> oh God. I had to run downstairs real quick, and Deacon, my son, is down there with Bradley, and he was like, so are you guys moving out or moving in? <laughs> Bradley was like, well, we found this store called Bin Day. <laughs> and he's like, so we're just decorating. <laughs> yeah. Ew. So that's my peak because yeah. I had a lot of fun today. Um, and then my pit is that I got my nails done and I have chiclets on my fingers. They don't look bad except the one nail, which was your bum nail. And Let you need to leave it alone. It's the bum nail. So, so yeah. can you zoom into that? You can't really. It's not too bad. It well, really you- isn't. It's just that the end is not as square as the rest of yours. So it looks thick and funky yeah you know oh well but that i mean like i said first well probs right yeah <laughs> people are literally starving and dying and i have a chiclet nail My but nail. it's you're fun. worried about I mean, your nail the worst <laughs> right. day of your life is the worst day of your life okay mm-hmm. i'm just kidding <laughs> God, that's so all right so let's just Shall dive, we in. dive in let's go i like it go for it so dallin 
you and Hunter are friends, and I follow you on Instagram, and you seem super cool. But I don't know you, so tell me more about you. Who is Dallin Flint? Well, first off, I'm just Dallin Flint. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am from Salt Lake City, Utah. Okay. Um, I own a salon here. Um, I've been doing hair for about 20 five years now mm-hmm. um i started when i was 16 honestly oh, wow. and yeah my mom threw me into beauty school at the time and i just at the, at the time i didn't even care like i didn't want to do any of it hated it <clears throat> um i got like a educator that just kind of mentored me mm-hmm. through beauty school and i started competing fell in love with it and yeah so i Graduated high school early. We started doing hair right away. Went to Bell, Colorado. Was there for two years. Mm-hmm. And like I said earlier, I've got an opportunity to work on a cruise ship in Hawaii. Did so that you were for... doing hair on that cruise ship? Yeah, I was doing okay. hair in the spa, which was super awesome. That's it was so, so cool. cool. Like one of the coolest things. Literally, I, well, the funny story is, is I ran. So I was living in Bell, Colorado, which is like the snow town, male dollar town, yeah. making hella money, having such a good time. I just woke up one day and I was like, I'm so sick and tired of this fucking snow. Get yeah. me somewhere warm. <laughs> I could see that. Yeah. <laughs> it would so, be fun well, it like, to the point where you for had a to, like, short period of time. Yeah, you had to like plug your car in the winter to keep your engine warm enough so it wouldn't freeze. Like it was that kind of cool. Whoa. So I called my sister and said, fly me, I'll fly you out here to uh, Colorado. Let's get home. I need you to drive. I have two cars at times. So I'm like, yeah. I need you to drive a car. Uh-huh. As soon as I got home, I said, take me to the airport and she's like why and I was like just take me to the fucking airport <laughs> I'm just ready to go somewhere I in Salt Lake City um they used to have this huge world map mm-hmm. and I was like where can I go that's warm and I don't have a passport <laughs> and I saw Hawaii Hawaii got to Hawaii I called my mom at this time like this is before I kind of left the Mormon religion church I was mm-hmm. like rebellious mm-hmm. if you will um and I said, hey, I'm in Hawaii. I'm not coming home. She was like, get back on that plane. I was like, middle fingers up. I'm yeah. going to party. I'm going to have fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I started having some really good times. And I just got an opportunity to work on the cruise ship. I did it for six months. And then I got off on the big island where I met my best friend, Jay. Mm-hmm. And from that point, he introduced me to my wife. And then long story short, we ended up like roommates and together. Yeah. She kissed a boy. She kissed a boy, and I didn't like it. That's when we first found out that I was like ready, like in love with her. Yeah. And um, yeah, so we were in Hawaii for about six and a half years. Moved to the Big Island with her family for a little bit, and moved to Utah. Mm-hmm. And when I moved to Utah, I would say that's really when I started doing more hair. Yeah. Because there was mm-hmm. just a little bit more opportunity mm-hmm. on the mainland, and started working for Taylor Andrews at School here in Salt Lake City. Worked my way up the chain. Then I had an opportunity to go to Texas, worked in Texas for a little bit with my best friend, Teddy, and uh, we ran a few salons, which was super awesome. Then we went back, I went back to the school side, and then he followed with. He stayed there for a little bit, came back to Utah, and then I was with the other school for a little bit longer, and I was like, middle fingers up, Mm -hmm. I got to do my own thing. (laughs) Uh, I can't build a brand with you if you're not willing to build a brand with me. And so, yeah, now I own House of Flint. We've been here for four years in Draper, Utah. We have such an amazing team. Like, I love every single one of them. They're super, super awesome, super, super talented. And, yeah, so just kind of that's 
a little bit about me. I in love it. Utah's love so it. pretty. Thank you. Mm-hmm. It is. Just it's there. really, really pretty. It's God, God's land. I'm obsessed with it, actually. The more and more I see, like, the hikes and stuff out there. And I've been there a couple of times. And I'm like, I want to go. <laughs> it's super cool. I love Park City area. Where I'm at, it's, it's a little bit. It's getting better. I will say it's mm-hmm. getting better with the religion side of things. But that part, it's definitely still. Yeah. We're still working. We're still working through things, and we're growing. <laughs> yeah. So you know, mm-hmm. I, I, it's trending right now. Uh, Utah Mormons right now. So. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh. At least we're trending. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> so. um you mentioned that you started competing like in beauty school. Would you explain for someone that doesn't know what a hair competition looks like, what that is? Yeah, I didn't even know what this hair competition was when the first one. <laughs> so I, uh, I was 16. I was looking through this cool hair magazine, and it was the Midwest Beauty Chicago show. Okay. And it's like lady cotton color, men's cotton color, and then fantasy up to a bridal. And... I was like, what the hell is this? Like, what are you doing here? Well, at the time, now they've gone more like live models and photo shoot work. But at the time, you did everything on a mannequin. Oh, okay. It's okay. a time situation. Yeah, it was a time situation. Time. You pre-colored. Yeah, you pre-colored. Then you had to cut the hair, style it within like 30 minutes. Um, same thing with the updo. And it was so interesting that I, I told my my mom and I told my instructor at the time, I was like, I am going to win this competition. Like, yes. I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to beat everyone. At the time, my mother wasn't very supportive. Um, told me I had to, like, figure it out. I came my own way. I'm not helping you. So I was like, I got a job at Pizza Hut. Like, don't you worry. Do what you gotta do. <laughs> do that what you gotta do. Make that mm-hmm. coin. Um, I bought my first mannequins and I just started practicing. And the cool thing about it was, is I started competing, like practicing towards like January. I remember it was January, it was cold. And then the show was actually in March. So for a while, I was just practicing trial and error, figuring out what haircut, what color I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. Fast forward to Chicago. I'm only 17 at the time. And I'm like, it's the first time I left this cute little bubble of Utah. (laughs) I was like, walking the streets in the city and I was like oh my god this is so cool it's so fun um, and the show came people went out the night before I was like I'm just going to stay in practice I'm going to make sure that I have this down um, fast forward to the rest of the competition I took first place I won at 358 students yes, you I won $5,000 I went to Italy like, it was just really really cool Amazing. I was like one of the Sally's at the time Sally's was a huge sponsor and um huge magazine thing and it was such a cool experience and I was like I think that's really what kept me in the industry it was like in a way like that was my way of playing sports if that makes mm-hmm. sense mm-hmm. um I didn't have a dad growing up so I was just kind of like very girly very like Barbie fashion mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. for that part was like really cool for me to step out of my comfort zone and really do something cool yeah. so won that and then I was like oh my god I think I could do more of this so I just started competing over and over and finding different competitions mm-hmm. and now I have this cool like resume if you will of yeah. all these things that I've won but I always go back to that first time of feeling that win but not only feeling that win, but feeling discouraged I think that's the biggest thing is like feeling within ourselves like am I good enough for this mm-hmm. can I do this 
and even now, like I've been doing this for so long, I'm still like, damn, like, can I do this? Can I not? Like, mm-hmm. what does this look like? So I think I always go back to that first moment, but I think at the end of all of it is like, if you put your mind to something and you really, really, really want it, just do it and manifest it. Yeah. Be positive about it. Like, and that's really been my whole journey starting to painting. So I love it. I love that. Cause I've wanted to do it forever and I've like watched people from the sidelines and they do it, you know, and I'm like, God, that's so fun. And anytime I do, like we've talked about this editorial stuff or an art walk or something, you know, that's not quite that, but mm-hmm. fashion of some, I'm like, gosh, I love doing this, but I'm always like, you see the people that win and I'm like, well, I never would have thought of that. So I'm just not even going to try, like, mm-hmm. you know, so. But the thing about it is, is I think that's a really good point to kind of bring up. It's like, yeah, you, no, definitely. you can always think that, yeah, they did that. I don't think I could do that. But my question is to you is like, can you do it better? Oh, mm. mm-hmm. darn it. I don't have Probably. It. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And it, that is, that's such a scary part of competing is like really sitting yourself down and thinking like, hey, like what, everything has been done, right? We just see everything mm-hmm. has been done and I yes. don't feel like I can do this. But it's like, but can I do it better than what someone else did it prior? And I think that if you use that as your fire and use that as your, what's going to feed that flame. Yeah. The rest is history. Mm-hmm. I like it. So, well, so speaking of like other competitors and mm-hmm. how well they do, and if you can do it better, is there a certain competitor that when you see their name, like they have already entered or they're going to be there that you just like shake in your boots? Um, no. You <laughs> 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 said, I mean, no. And you know, the thing about it is because I might inspire someone else different than someone else who inspires me, such as my, either my competitor or someone that I look up to in that industry. Don't get me wrong. I'm in a room most of the time with some talented people. And yeah. I, at the end of the day, I wipe my ass just like you wipe your ass. I pay the same bills that you pay. It's nothing different. At the end of it, for me, what it is, is it's really just sitting in a room with talented people and thinking, how can I pick their brains mm-hmm. and figure out their information in a kind and politeful way? From that point on, taking ideas and taking their inspiration and pushing it even further in my mind, I think that's the key. And don't get me wrong, like, when I first started, of course, I was, like, shaking in my boots, mm-hmm. thinking, like, I'm in this room. When I first went off, I'm like, I'm in this room setting on this red carpet and I have to get interviewed. Like, what the fuck is about to happen? Yeah. <laughs> like, right. me out of my head. You know what I mean? But at the end of it, I was just like, no, I am just going to be positive. I'm not going to be scared. I'm going to be confident because guess what? Because you These did it. These guys are in the same room that I'm in mm-hmm. and they did it just as much as I did, mm-hmm. right? So that's what I had to kind of think about. So there's no one in that room that I'm like, ooh, I'm scared. It's more like I want to pick your brain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You just said something that yeah. like really uh, lit me up. You're in the same room as they are. Yeah. Hundred like percent. That is so true. There's so many times that I've been in the room with crazy talented artists, and yeah, like every time I'm just like shaking in my boots. I'm up. I'm going to bet you in that same room with them, sitting there right next to them. Mm-hmm. 
Well, sure am. I think it's probably comes with time, you uh-huh. know, because you start off and you're either like jealous or nervous or maybe like, mm-hmm. you know, you want to get there, but you haven't really done the like personal growth to mm-hmm. like realize, okay, it's not about jealousy or, or being scared of these people as much as like, I am here with them and I have this opportunity to mm-hmm. learn and be inspired because let's face it. You that's the same reason we go to shows is to be inspired by mm-hmm. other hairdressers and their art and then we take it back home and we play with it and we make it our own mm-hmm. and that's exactly what this is. Right. But it's just on a way bigger platform. Scale, yeah. Scale, yeah. And honey, they, they had to do that ponytail five times too. Don't yes, worry. Yes, right. Don't worry. So <laughs> that brings me kind yeah. of around to, you said this earlier, which was one of our questions we wanted to know, like, now you see you're submitting, there's like photo shoots and you submit, submit photos to like enter these contests and stuff. But, and it sounds like they used to be live. Is there a live element to some of these shows still, or are any of them still like yeah, that? So I don't know when this is going to air, mm-hmm. but I'll, I'll tell you a secret. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, we entered eight for Visionary this year for London, okay. and all eight we got all eight nominations. <gasps> oh, oh my god! god. Wow. <laughs> yeah, so six of them are from the salon from House of Flint. Yeah, two of them are from a school. The collective, right? Yeah, was collective. The cool thing about Visionary, and there are some that are very like live. You, you fly there, you mm-hmm. bring a model, you do everything. Visionary used to be like that, but this year they're doing a, a virtual. So okay. create a 60 second video and, you know, with all the cool editing and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then you submit it. The cool thing is if you win visionary this year, following year, they give you a budget to bring your team out and you shoot and do six models live. So it's a really cool thing. Um, so there's that one. I know that like Algon days that I've done was a live one. I got I went to Milan for free um, on someone else's dime. I, it was literally just a hashtag, and they reached out to me like we'd love to have you come out here. I brought my my best friend Mikey, my wife, a, a videographer, and we just made something some content out of it. Mm-hmm. But we won that one. So there are different ones that you can go to and do live stuff. But there's also a lot of ones where you just submit a photo. You show up more for a ceremony kind of mm-hmm. situation, you know, which is awesome. Usually they'll do some hair show kind of type, but for the most part, most of the ones that I've been doing lately is more photo or video and then showing up for yeah. the ceremony. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. Okay. So what goes into all of that? Because I know a couple of years ago, I was really interested in competing mm-hmm. Um and I was like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And I remember talking with someone who is active in that community. And they, um, the way that they brought it up to my attention was really discouraging to me. But I would like, I think for people that are listening, um, you would explain this in a way that's not very discu- discouraging. So what goes into all of that? Uh, like photographer wise, time wise. Yeah, like what is what can you realistically expect if you put this, you know, it's something you want to do? What are the things you need to think about that aren't just like hair and costume and that type of thing? So I think the thing about the biggest thing is obviously look at the rules. Rules. What mm-hmm. are the rules? What are they doing? Are they? Is it photography? Is it video? Is it a 
God, it could be anything, honestly, like the safe. But literally, I think looking at the rules and the expectations of what they're looking for and what they want. Okay. Um, I know probeauty.org for Naha, they have a lot of like their rules and regulations. Most competitions do. I know Modern Salon just announced the indie um, photo shoot awards that they're doing. You just use a hashtag. So those who are listening, just go to modernsalon.com. There's a really cool one. It's just a hashtag. There's like color, avant-garde, transportation, transformation, um, blonding. There's a lot of cool ones. And I can send you the link, Hunter. Okay. Afterwards. Yeah. And then we'll, we'll link it in the bio or mm-hmm. the description. It's a really good one to do. And it's a kind of a cool one to kind of start off with if you're kind of nervous because it's just Instagram. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure people that have stuff that are amazing, they can do it. But I think the first thing is to follow the rules. Find out what exactly they're looking for, depending on what you're shooting. The second thing is for me, what I do is I come up with a concept. I come up with like, what is my feeling? What is my emotion? What am I going through? From that point on, I start storyboarding. And I mean storyboarding to makeup, to photography, lighting, to um, model positioning, to colors, to is it architecture, is it fashion, is it nature what is that concept and from that point then i start building pieces i start understanding what my vision is and mm-hmm. where i want to go and as i start building these visions i always have a storyboard on my phone or i print it out as i'm working it's, it's funny because i'm working today mm-hmm. um finishing my naha shoot and so it's like going back and understanding where my vision because i think as hairdressers and just as creative people in general i feel like we have a little bit of adhd a little bit of the tism where we just kind of go <laughs> off into our own little world. Absolutely. And what I like about the concept and the mood board is to come back to keeping me on mm-hmm. track. From that point, I do a model call. I have a really great makeup artist named uh, Samantha Lemon that works for me here. We love she Lemon. Is, uh, you love Lemon? She's amazing. <laughs> so she, I usually send a lot of stuff to her and like, start playing around and the cool thing with lemon and my team that we have you know i have mikey that comes in usually and he is calling magic fingers and he <laughs> literally will help blow these images to a whole nother level such as styling wise um you know i have lemon that does all the makeup and then i have my wife that does the photography which is really cool so i get i'm lucky that i have someone that i get to be able to really create magic yeah, with and understand beautiful. how we communicate um and from that point, she always ele- always elevates me as a stylist. And I mean that as she sees it as a consumer mm-hmm. and I see it as a hairdresser. Mm-hmm. Right. And what's going to stop a consumer and what's going to stop a hairdresser so it kind of collides together. Yeah. From that point on, we get a shoot date. And we have, I mean, got racks and racks of wardrobe throughout the years. Yeah. And we recycle or we'll layer or we'll get new stuff and really start building a story and we shoot and then once we shoot we create this really cool collection we try to start simple and then blow it out to bigger avant-garde to crazier textures and i think that's the key in photo shooting is like maximize your time as much as you can if you have a model maximize your time like okay we're going to start simple at that soft beautiful curls and then we're going to blow this out to texture and then from that point we're going to throw you know, God forbid you flip the wig and it's a completely different look. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So really understanding your vision and making sure that you're staying in with your vision and your concept and mood board 
but also don't be afraid to push it. Don't be afraid to ask for help. Don't be afraid to um, sit back and really look behind the lens and think, man, what would I change? Mm-hmm. What What's the mood? What's the feeling? Like, do I need to change lighting? Do I need to change the makeup? Do I need to change the hair? Like, mm-hmm. what is it is following what I want us to portray? Okay. So would you say, like, follow your mood board, but, like, don't stick to it as – written law, like be inspired by the model and the lighting and whatever you want, like get what you need and then go from there, be creative in the moment. Because that's the thing, you know, I just shot with Collective Academy and these students are so young and so new and I mean, wait till you guys fucking see these mm-hmm. collections. Like I think at least they'll both get nominated and I think there's possibly a win because it's so Okay, period. Perfect. Period. And um, it's one of the images that got nominated for Visionary. So I'm like, okay, there's interest. So mm-hmm. you kind of start understanding, right? Mm-hmm. But they were so stuck on this, like, for instance, one of them was like, I want fairies and like really soft and dewy and wet. And it was like when we went to lighting, they were seeing this other student shooting and it was all dark and moody. And they're like, well, I want mine dark and moody. I'm like, well, you didn't shoot, you didn't create hair that was dark and moody. Yeah. So we can't. So we need to go into more lighting, but you're inspired and that's great, Mm -hmm. but things are going to change now. So Mm -hmm. like, let's brighten it up and all the things we can, you know, post edit and all that kind of stuff. But watching them color and I'm like, okay, like really, honestly, you only need five foils. Like, don't do much. And they're like, well, I want to color the whole thing. I'm like, but you've got to think about what are you shooting? You're shooting straight on, you're shooting three quarter, you're shooting Mm -hmm. at an angle. Why would you go through and waste all that color and all that time? When realistically, you're just shooting profiles. Yeah. You know, so teaching them and understanding that with them was like, like you said, have a concept, Mm -hmm. but be open to that concept changing because you might get inspired on set. You might get inspired by the makeup artist. You might get inspired by the model. You're like, boom, this is completely different. And Mm -hmm. that's okay. Yeah. I love that. I think, and I think it's true because I know like myself, sometimes it's like if you just go with it, it's going to be better because it's what you're working with. It's not what you envisioned in your head. It's not in your imagination anymore. It's in reality now. So if you have to change some things, that's good. It's going to be good. It's going to be mm-hmm. better because that's what you really have. And I not, kinda, you know, I always call them happy accidents. Like, yeah, that's accidents. Yeah. It really is happy accidents. And it's like, okay, well, we're just going to run with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll see where it goes. Whenever you're doing a collection, uh, do you use maybe like one wig or do you have three separate wigs for each photo? I try to create three separate looks. I just, I heard you mention like maybe you blow it out with more texture. I didn't know if you took that same wig. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing is like, you're right. Like, so one wig for me can get four to five different looks. Mm -hmm. So... Either that's flipping, is that blowing it out, is it making it wet, is it texturing it out, is it mm. crimping, is it curling, what does that look look like, is it sleek? Um, so one way can get me to four, three to four different looks, and then, okay, then the next one can get me three to four different looks. So at the end of all this, I have about 16 different, different looks, looks per wig, mm-hmm. and it's like, okay, then I can, then at that point, I can step back and like look at the bigger picture and be like, Okay, I love this, I love this, and I love this. This tells a story. Okay, I love this, I love this, I love this. This tells a story. Mm-hmm. I don't like this, I don't like that. Let's get rid of that for later. Maybe it's for content. Maybe it's for something different. But I 
again, maximizing that time as much as you can, especially when you're, you know, you're paying someone or, you know, whatever that may be, like it can get pricey, but at the same yeah. time, maximize on that. Mm-hmm. Well, that's kind of, I was thinking about that as you were talking, I'm like, you know, gosh, first of all, with what you guys do and everything, what a blessing that your wife is a photographer. Like that's so cool because it gives Mm -hmm. you, like you said, I mean, her as a consumer, yes, but also like, I don't know anything about photography or lighting or like anything like that. So that's going to be, we're going to have to have a great photographer that we trust, you know, right. But you've got that kind of built into your team and that's awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. And you know, it's so funny. She started at 16 and just, it was a hobby and this, we were in the Texas at the time and teaching the school and we do senior photos. And I mean, senior photos is like, you do a cool image, yeah. and, you know, uh-huh. get a push it. And they fired the photographer and I was like, girl, you just take this up. Like, let's just do this. Mm-hmm. And it literally was at the point and shoot iPhone. Our first Naha, y'all. Wow. Was I was going to bring that up. Camera. Yeah, oh a point camera. And we edited it on an iPhone. Like, wow. It doesn't have to be crazy yeah. expensive. But also, have fun doing it. Mm-hmm. Like, really, yeah. that's what it's about. I always say, don't shoot to win. Shoot to be proud. Shoot mm. to be proud. Yeah. I like that. So, speaking of photographers, if you aren't, if you're not connected <laughs> with a photographer and you have to go out looking for yeah. one, what would you look for in a photographer as far as specialties mm-hmm. or um, their styles and things like that? I would stay away from wedding photographer. Okay. <laughs> I would stay away from family portrait photographers. I the best thing honestly to do, I don't know if you guys have an art institute out where you're at, but an art institute, a college, there okay. are so many cool things out there where you can collab with so many young people where you can do it on a cheaper budget, but not only on a cheaper budget where you're working with artists. And I think that's Mm -hmm. really what it's about is you're working with someone else that sees something and who knows what their vision or what their, what their capabilities are, what they can do for your team and what you're doing. So I think at the time I would do Instagram, I would Facebook, like get in some groups where there's Utah modeling, like Mm -hmm. honestly, like put yourself in those groups because there's always a lot of different photographers and then really start looking for people that, are your style and your vibe. I've had photographers in the past before Kristen started shooting for me where they would tell me it's not good enough. You can't do this. Mm-hmm. You can't do that. And it's mm-hmm. like, wait a minute. Like I'm paying you. This is my vision. Yeah. Mom, yeah. This is my vision. And third, fuck off. Like, yeah. Fuck the fuck right <laughs> off. You know what I mean? Like, this is who I am as an artist. And yes. if you're not willing to use my art, then this isn't a good collaboration. So I think at that point, honestly, Instagram, partnering with your colleges, partnering mm-hmm. with institutes. There's a lot of cool things out there that can really help you build that team and a collective team that's really going to push your vision and not only push your vision, but push your team. I like that. Well, like it's that a, a, essentially another member of your team for the day. Mm-hmm. They have to be able to be on the same wavelength. And I think that's good because, yeah, if you get a photographer who's like, no, I'm not going to do that. It's like, hey. You work for me today, bro. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm paying you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And luckily we are in a fortunate situation yes, where we yeah. have a photographer, but totally. like that understands but us what if and our we, vision. Yeah. What if but we if we didn't. Hopefully would... somebody out there is so inspired that they're going to shoot this on their iPhone by themselves because they want it that bad. 
you know. Listen, and you know what? iPhones right now, they shoot so good right now. Like, <laughs> yes. On, let's be real. Yes. Like, all you got to do is adjust some light, find some apps, and boom, bada bing, bada boom. <laughs> there you go, honestly. Right? So, yeah. um, how long do you think, like, what would you, how much time do you book out for, like, shoot day? <sighs> Well, it depends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> depends on how many models I'm shooting. Okay. If it's a if it's a three day, if it's a three look, I usually start afternoon. I work better in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. For me, what I've noticed, we're lucky as hairdressers that we can set up our own schedule. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I work better in the afternoon. Um, I feel like models can work better in the afternoon. So usually, what I'll do is I start call time at eleven, and we'll go. My model, first model will show up at noon. My second model will show up at one. My mm-hmm. next one will show up at two. So I'm staggering them out. But we'll shoot until we feel like we have the right image. Okay. And that could be five o'clock. Mm-hmm. That could be one o'clock. You know, yeah. it could be really whatever. We've been doing it for so long that we're usually like a 12-hour day starting. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. If it's like for the Ganahas that I just shot, we started at nine and ended at nine. Um, but we prepped three or four days prior so it's a little yeah. easier but okay. i think that's also kind of a key is like what does your prep look like mm-hmm. have you already done, colored your wigs have you colored your model's hair have you cut their hair have you done the things that you need to do so it's a lot easier on those shooting yeah mm-hmm. good advice good 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 so shoot day gets here and you are on set so what is in your toolkit for that day is that going to be something like Depends on what your look is kind of vibe or like, how do you know, you know you're fully it's prepared? Bit, it's, a li- it's a little bit of everything. Yeah. Honestly, it's, you know, it might, I have a cool little toolbox that has like wig pins, bobby pins, hair clips, mm-hmm. sewing string, elastic string, plastic needles, chopsticks, um, backcomb brush, um, fishing string. I have... God, I, I could keep going. Literally on everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, literally everything. But at the end of it, it's like, I'd rather be prepared than not be prepared. Yeah. And usually, like, if it's an avant-garde shoot that I'm doing, I'll have an extra few pieces that I'll make mm-hmm. just in case I need those. Um, or if I need to add, you know, balance, because that's also another thing. Yeah. Too. It's like, if I need to have balance in that, what does that look like? If it's a wig, do I add an extra few wefts? Do I need to create some more volume? So a little bit of honestly everything that I have had, different wardrobe. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. sometimes wardrobe doesn't work out. So sometimes I have to figure out like, okay, these three looks I had in my mind, but they're not working out. Let's put these other three looks look like. So literally it's just a little bit of extra thing. I mean, root spray, I'm just actually looking at my <laughs> corner over here. I'm like, root spray, a glue <laughs> Flyers, a glue gun, no yeah, wow. Pens. So it's like, like all those things you don't think about. What's the craziest thing that you've ever used, like in a photo shoot? Like pulled it out of your hat and you're like, Psh, I can make this work. Oh, God. What is the craziest thing? I mean, I have seen this little toolbox he's talking yeah. about in person, and there's a lot of crazy stuff <laughs> There's in a lot it. of crazy stuff? I'm like, I, I was know, looking like, at it, and I was like, Really? Okay. <laughs> it's true. So the craziest thing, I did a photo shoot when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Um, 
when I first started doing photo shoots and it was on set and it was a, for a chocolate company. And they're <laughs> okay. like, how, how can we like incorporate the chocolate? Like, how can we, I was like, well, first of all, it's going to fucking melt. Yeah. Second of all, like, what do you want me to put this on? Is on a, like a hairpin? Yeah. <laughs> Guys, I took the wrappers. I took the wrappers and they were like red and green and blue. And yeah. I think there was a black one and, just really cool. And I literally just made this hair ornamentation out of wrappers. I was like, give me 10 minutes. I love it. <laughs> and I'm like, hot glue gun. There you go. Pins, you name it. I was doing it and I made this really cool piece that they started actually using for their campaign for their chocolate company. I mean, Which is see? really cool. So you just never know, yeah. honestly. Like I always say, Girl Scout prepared. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you just got to be prepared. Yeah. You just never know. So. When I'm packing for a photo shoot or when I'm at the salon, I'm blessed that I have a big enough space where I do have a storage unit where mm-hmm. I can be like, okay, this is where I know everything's at. Um, but not every time am I using it, but at least I have it and I know where it's at. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Good. Good stuff. Are we down to the last two? Let's see. Uh, yeah, we are. We're yeah. done. All right. All right. So we have two questions that we like to ask every guest. And uh, so the first one is, uh, looking back in your career, uh, when was the moment that you first realized or you first remember your most memorable moment in your career that you realized that, wow, I'm doing something really great that's inspiring me and other people? I would have to say just recently... Um, Sharon Blaine. Mm-hmm. I it makes me emotional thinking about it because I'm just like, wow, it's like a really cool, like full circle for That's me. That's a big name. <laughs> is uh, in 2014, I had an opportunity to go to Pasadena and learn from this amazing lady, mm-hmm. Sharon mm-hmm. Blaine. And I mean, prior to this, I've entered Naha seven times I mean just trying to make it in my career like I'm like grabbing every piece that I could to really like hey I'm here Mm -hmm. and um, I sat down with Sharon Blaine in her class and it was called boot camp and I mean it was a seven day from pin curls to finger waves to chignons to curling and I think the biggest thing that I walked away from that was foundations and foundations Mm -hmm. I mean it always comes back to foundations such as how do you set a curl? How do you start a braid? How do you, I mean, just little yeah. things where I was just like, I think I was focusing on the bigger picture, not focusing on the little things. And uh, I took the class. I went home. I started working on my collection. I won Naha the following year. Mm. Changed my whole career. Yeah. Changed my whole life. I got to go to Japan. You know, that's just a lot of cool opportunity. And just recently, last weekend, I had an opportunity to share the stage with her and four other guests. Oh, I where I got to share my, <laughs> right? I got to share what I have learned and what I am pushing and what I'm doing differently. And it was probably one of the most coolest moments for me to realize, like, again, that full circle mm-hmm. of inspiring other people. Because at the end of the day, I mean, we're all trying to do the same thing. Yeah. We're all trying to get noticed. We're all trying to be something. We're trying to be proud of our work. And to literally sit in that classroom of 40 people and really sit down and think, like, man, I'm amongst greatness and I'm mm-hmm. teaching greatness. 
And how cool is that for mm-hmm. me? You know, so I would say that's probably been the biggest thing, you know, and obviously owning my salon and teaching my younger generation of hairdressers that are working for me. I think that's really inspirational and really cool. You know, my part at the end of all this is really, I'd love to own a school. I'd love to mm-hmm. continue teaching and really pushing other hairdressers and not just other hairdressers, the younger generation that's going to continue building what we have already created, right? And mm-hmm. I think that's the biggest thing for me is, understanding that and continue pushing forward for that because at the end of the day, like I said I'm the same person I do the same thing I pay mm-hmm. the same bills you guys do I struggle with the same mental health mm-hmm. I struggle with the same confidence issue I have been lucky I have been blessed to have the opportunities that I have but at the end of the day I lay my head on the same pedal and I still literally stress about the same things and if I can't get up the next day and continue moving forward mm-hmm. then there's something wrong you know, and I got to figure what that is. And so to be able to continue to teach, continue to share, continue to inspire, that's truly what it's about. I like, honestly, like, I hate saying this, but my wife hates it too. But I'm like, I would do hair for free if I could. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we have bills. I think every hairdresser would do it for free because they love the connection. They love what they're getting out of it. But also, like we said, we have bills, we have things to do, mm-hmm. we have to live. But if I can make for two to three hours that client sitting in my chair or three to four hours in a class or 12 hours on a photo shoot to give someone the courage to go out and do something that literally pushes them out of their comfort zone, then so be it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, let's do this Mm -hmm. together and let me help you grow. Yeah. I love that. I love it. So um, in opposition to that, um, we don't like to call – things failures around here because really a quote-unquote failure is an opportunity for growth right so um what would you say or is there a moment in your career that you look back on now and you're like yeah I got my ass handed to me but I learned from it and that was I'm grateful for that What day? (laughs) 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 Um, I would probably honestly say currently where I'm at right now. I'm kind of feeling like I'm in this weird transition of trying to figure out what's next for me and Mm -hmm. where I want to go. I mean, I've had opportunity to work with companies. I've had opportunity to travel. I've owned a salon. I mean, there's a lot of cool things that I've done, but I think right now I'm struggling with and feeling failure is like what's next for me. And mm-hmm. I know that sounds so weird, but it really is for me. Like, what is next? Like, where do I want to go? And, you know, I think the pandemic has really yes. has been a blessing and a curse for a lot of people. Right. Mm-hmm. For me, I mean, I did NASA trip. I mean, I've, I've done some shroom trips. I've really tried to find who I wanted to be and where I wanted to go. And I think I finally clearly see where I want to go. It's now just getting there. Right. Um, like I said, I'm working on a few projects that I can't wait to release and to be able to share with the, the world and what I'm doing. But I know that it's going to be a game changer. And I think that not only is it going to be a game changer, I think it's going to inspire other people. And I, that's what it is for me is because, you know, I'm this poor little kid that was raised LDS and mm-hmm. was adopted into a white family. I struggled with that a lot and I still struggle with that and I'm different and I know that I'm loud and I know Mm -hmm. that I'm crazy and I know that I'm like a 
bowl at a china shop sometimes when I get upset. <laughs> but I think for me, it comes from passion, and I want people to understand that it's passion. It's not frustration, it's passion, because I care so much about what you're doing and what you're doing mm. and where we're going mm. together as a whole. So I know that that's probably my failure because I get so attached to that. Yeah. Mm. And so attached mm. to watching people grow and then when they don't grow or they don't take that opportunity it discourages me a little bit but now where I'm at mentally is like I you just got to be yourself and the, some people are going to take it and some people won't and that's okay mm-hmm. and I think at the end of all of this you know when we either pass on or whatever that may be I all I know is I want to leave a legacy behind that is going to inspire people to be creative to love themselves to be okay with who they are, but not only be okay with her, but have some fucking badass hair at the end of it, <laughs> right? You know, truly, that's what it's about. Yeah. And, it, you know, again, a failure is an opportunity. Mm-hmm. It's an opportunity to grow. It's an opportunity to understand what I wouldn't do in the past, you know, and I mean, my past is my past, yeah. but my past made me who I am. And growing from that and continuing to grow, I think that's the key. And mm-hmm. To sometimes sit back in the mirror and look in the mirror and be like, yeah, bitch, you fucked yeah. <laughs> up. <laughs> right. you know? like, and it's okay to admit those things because when you admit those things, then you know that there's growth and there's opportunity mm-hmm. for growth an opportunity for you to become something better than yeah. the day before. Absolutely. Preach. Yeah. Great. That was great. Yes, took us to church. Feeling very inspired now. I'm not going to lie. Absolutely. That's what's great about the podcast. So there you go. Your legacy. There you go. It's doing its damn thing. (laughs) I'm feeling it right now. I love it. So you just gave us some advice. Yeah. Felt like you were preaching right to us. So uh, we're going to give, for the last segment on the show, someone else advice. And I pulled this from a group that I'm a member of. It's a really small uh, hairdresser advice group, right? Um, and so ain't nobody asking for us, and that's exactly why we're going to give it. Nobody asked for our opinion, <laughs> so we're going to give it to you anyways. Yeah. So, And I haven't even read over this yet, so Hunter, you... You may go ahead and yeah, read it. Yeah, you go ahead and read it, and then I'll tell you what I think. <laughs> okay, so there's a situation and then a screenshot of messages between a guest and a stylist. So the stylist says, I need help. I'm seven months pregnant with a heart condition that makes me pass out often. I normally can feel it coming on, and I sit before I lose consciousness. But yesterday, I didn't get sat in time, and I fell face first and landed very abruptly on my stomach. I, of course, was worried about my daughter, so I text my next guest, who is my cousin's fiance, that I had to go to the hospital, which I ended up finding out that she was fine, and but mom has a pretty intense con- concussion. This is kind of hard to read. Yeah. <laughs> She never texts me back and immediately went to Facebook looking for another person to get her in. No one responded, so today she decides to reach out and pretend she cares and follows it with wanting me to do her hair today. How do I react because I'm so frustrated and I kind of want to be mean, but I also don't know if I should just ignore her and not respond. So do you want to read the text messages? Yeah, okay. So this has to be the hairdresser that says this part. Yes. Okay. And based on what it says. So she says, so I'm doing hair currently and I just passed out and fell face first on my stomach and I hit my head. I have to go to the hospital. So then I, she said she never texted her back. So then the next day it must be 
the chick texts back and she says, oh my gosh, are you feeling, how are you feeling? What did they say? Are you able to do anything today before our pictures? I was just trying to find someone else on short notice and everyone is booked. So that is the situation. Okay. Girl, I ain't doing your hair. Bitch. (laughs) No. (laughs) Hey, you know, I think that people, especially owning a salon, Mm-hmm. I, I mean, we get those kind of text yeah. messages all the time or we send those text messages out, right? I think people have just gotten comfortable saying what they want to say and thinking that people are just going to fix things for them when mm-hmm. they want it to be fixed. Yeah. We live mm-hmm. in a time now where unexpectations, that, that's not real. Like, that's not going to happen. Mm-mm. First of all, to the person that fell, I hope you're doing okay. Right. That sucks. That, that's shitty. But to the, I, will, I believe you said fiancés, Cousin. Fiance's cousin. cousin. Mm-hmm. Girl, bye. Yeah. Girl, exactly. bye. You can, Aunt Linda can do your hair, honey. Yeah. Honestly. Exactly. You know, and I, at the end of it, it's like you have to take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. Not only do you have to take care of yourself, you don't have to put up with that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. Honestly, like that's so disrespectful. For me, when I we have situations like that, you know, I usually try to put people in their place and understanding like we're, we come from a human factor of it. But you also got to realize you can't talk to people like that and expect things to get done when tragic things are happening to people mm-hmm. or people are sick. God forbid it was COVID, right? We had yeah. COVID right. and people were right. dropping like fucking flies every now and then. And people are like, I can't believe it. How am I going to get my hair done? Well, guess what? I got to take care of me mm-hmm. and me first. And then when I'm feeling better, I'll help take care of you. So I think hopefully you should take care of yourself. On that fiance part, you don't need that in your life. No. no, and if it causes there. drama in your family, honestly, bye. Yeah, exactly. Bye. Walk away. Exit the room. Exit the room. Exactly. And you guys well, know, you guys know, as hairdressers, there's other people that will sit in that chair and pay the same top dollar. Well, that's tomorrow. the truth. And the reality of it is, is like this: is if she were to go in and do this lady's hair, after all this, number one, safe like safe and health wise it wouldn't be a smart idea but let's say she does it anyways then next time something happens or her kid is sick or whatever guess who's not going to be understanding because she didn't hold up that boundary she's let this woman push her boundaries and you know not hold that up so it's if you people are going to treat you the way you let them treat you mm-hmm. and so i hope that she does not continue to i that hope happen. exactly i hope she does not do that hair i wouldn't respond I'd respond to her two days later. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. I was sorry. I was concussed. <laughs> um, I was laid up in the bed. In the bed, seven months pregnant with a concussion. You know. Sorry about your hair. Yeah. Girl. And that sorry. just goes to show it to you. I would send her the number of a different hairdresser. Yeah. Some will, some won't. So what? Yep. You know, and it goes to show that, you know, we do form connections with our guests, but there are some times that. It is very true. We are providing a service for them, and they will mm-hmm. find someone else the second that something goes wrong. So you have to take care of yourself before you take care of your guests. Well, and yeah, that is true. And I don't remember where it was that I heard it, but somebody was saying too that at the end of the day, yes, we are friendly with our hair with our guests and stuff. But are they there helping you move? Are they, you know, bringing you food after you yeah. have a baby? Are they actually your friends? Do you hang out with them outside of that time that they are paying you to do their hair in your chair? No. So if they're not there for you and have your back on a daily basis like that, 
you don't need to, it's not healthy for you to overextend and do all that for other people. Mm-mm. You have to have boundaries. So yeah, totally. Well, with that, mm-hmm. this has been another episode of break room banter. If you want to follow us on our social media journeys, I am at hair X Hunter on all the platforms. Our podcast is break room banter pod across all platforms. And I am Erica the Redhead across all platforms. Dallin, would you like to share your links with us? Dallin X Hoff on all platforms as well. Love it. Love it. Well, until next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.